Hello, everyone. Uh, before we begin tonight, um, we want to extend a message of support from the Duck Duck Dice crew to those who are out protesting and organizing for racial justice and against police brutality. We send you love, we send you solidarity, and we will do what we can to support the cause for justice for all. Uh, throughout the night, we will be putting a donation link to the Black Lives Matter Lansing organization uh, in the chat, and we would encourage anyone to donate whatever you can, if you're able, to help their efforts in our community. And that website is www.liberationpack, that's liberationpac.org slash Lansing. Thank you. Greetings, everyone, to another episode of Duck Duck Dice, a show where we play Dungeons and Dragons and then put it on the internet. My name is Sam. I am the dungeon master for this game, which takes place in the land known as Amber Rush. And we thank you all for joining us for episode 26 of Duck Duck Dice. Duck Duck Dice is part of the Party Foul Games family, where we create fresh gaming content every week. And Clinton is going to tell you more about what we've got going on in the Party Foul fam. Uh, yeah, we have a podcast called Game Goose Podcast. Uh, we, myself, we being myself and my good buddies Dan and Neil, get together every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. to discuss video games. Fun. We enjoy it should come see it maybe you'd enjoy it maybe you'd enjoy it that's the tagline for <laughs> the game goose podcast uh which you can find uh twitch.tv slash games at 8 p.m eastern standard time so we uh with us playing online now not in our uh basement we work with some great creators to help bring you all the content to make uh it's a more enriching experience, and Danny's going to tell you about those fine folk. Yeah, there's just a couple of shout-outs that I want to give before we start playing tonight. So the maps that we have provided for us, uh, now that we play on Roll20, are provided by Neutral Party and by Two Minute Tabletop, both fantastic creators. Make sure you check them out. And the music that we use, you can also find. Uh, it's by... Tabletop Audio, Kevin McLeod, and uh, and creator called Will Savino over at Music D20 um, makes lots of great tabletop music. Definitely give them all a, a like-see, a listen. Check them all out. Thanks, Danny. Anything else before we begin? All right. Let's get to it then. So when we last left the blessed... They were venturing westward across the Triberes Valley, making their way to Windhaven to investigate the potential sinister plot unfolding involving the Umbral Order, a dark group of denizens who hoped to waken a being of dark and terrible power to once again control the material plane. Will this mystery be solved by the players we will find out <laughs> but the tribune's valley has not necessarily proven a easy road for the heroes as they were waylaid by both ogres as well as seasoned bandits uh, on their way to their destination in the dust thicket 
And just after laying low a handful of attempted highway robbers, and the group was beginning to continue west in the late afternoon hours in the month of Tilmere, Eret received a rather troubling message somewhere deep in his mind, unbeknownst to the other heroes, that said, To the Semeki that got away, here's our message for Fire Swain. Return the seers before the end of Tilmere, or we kill the captives. Eret, do you have any response to this message? You're muted, Eret. <laughs> That's how I am in the game, too. <laughs> so do you just, have a message? Nope, just gonna stay silent. Okay. <clears throat> and you all continue to west, uh, roll westward on um, into now the early evening in the Tribreeze Valley. Um, you've got another probably two hours or so before it's like the time to really make camp. Um, and you know that you will be approaching soon based on your map, uh, another river that, um, will be sort of your final checkpoint before, um, being able to head up into the dust thicket forest. Anything that anyone would do or say during these hours that you're traveling? What is our little traveling companion up to? Um, he is uh, he, sort of the whole time that you guys are rolling along, um, you can hear this kind of jingling sound echoing up from inside of the uh, the shell and the tiny kind of flutter of wings inside of it. Um, he seems to just kind of be frolicking and rolling around in his little pile of coins and where is... hmm, I'll find that later I suppose yeah so that's what he's I mean he hasn't really come out he seems to enjoy his little shell of a dragon horde he's got going on for himself maybe one day we can build like an actual like cat plate uh, tower for him up there and he can just <laughs> Go to town on it. Yeah. <laughs> Keep from build scratching little, up everything else. <laughs> build him a little uh, doghouse hut on a stick outside. Uh, <laughs> just like like the lamps that hang. Just like, like a birdhouse. Yeah. <laughs> he sleeps on it like Snoopy, so he's just on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> we had a dog that used to just lay on top of our doghouse. Nice. So... Odds okay. are of uh, getting him out of there later. It's pretty cozy. Dude, I don't know. Do we need to get him out of there? Is there something wrong with him? Or I don't. I don't know. Not that a giant shell on top of our wagon uh, is subtle in any way, but I wouldn't want him to draw attention. I mean, if he just stays up there, it's fine. I mean, Ally already sleeps up there, so. 
Probably not we anymore. Using it anyways. I mean, for what um, it's worth, I think we blend in just fine. <laughs> I would I'm going to try so. reading my book again. <laughs> Paint between We're... the lines this time. All right. So you all roll on, um, eventually reaching the um, large, well-made um, stone bridge that crosses over uh, the river uh, that you know is sort of the point at which you will head up into the dust thicket towards Windhaven. Um, and as you approach in the sort of last hours of daylight begin to fade, uh, you can see on the opposite bank of the river just to the north of the bridge is a small um campfire and there are from the distance in the, uh close to the light you can see two small kind of humanoid shapes just sitting around the fire we should avoid them right we're gonna avoid them i don't see that we need any more trouble today i agree with una how close are they to the bridge? They're kind of like right next to it. Like um, just off to the, like on the other side of the wall that connects to the um, part of the land. Um, so they're not, you wouldn't pass directly by them, but they're just over the edge of the bridge. Okay. I don't think there's going to be any avoiding them. I mean, we have to get through there. So it look like there's anything as far as um, a barricade or anything that'll just like stop our passage. Make a to... make a perception check. Oh, did he? Um, and as you're kind of, I would say you'd probably have disadvantage on this because okay. of the darkness. That makes sense to me. Eh, it's actually not that uh, different either way. Uh, thirteen or twelve. 12. Um, sort of straining your eyes up ahead down the path and trying to use the, the small light of the campfire that is emanating out from near the bridge. It doesn't look like it's blocked in any way. Looks like your wagon could probably roll straight through. I think we can probably just roll on through. We don't necessarily have to engage them. Well, should we see if they need anything as we go by? We've been waylaid. Maybe they've been the same. Had their wagon or horses taken from them. Um, do you think they look like they're in distress at all? Well, I mean, if they've been walking for two days and making camp where they can, they're probably not going to look super distressed right now. I could probably approach them ahead of the wagon a bit. I mean, I'd be okay with that. Is Yeah, Lex does that. And I stay on the side of the horses where they are. Okay. I'll be right back, I guess. All right. And, I don't um, go with you, Lex. Just, just in case. I don't think anyone should be going anywhere alone. Okay, if you think so. And, um, Lex gets up from his seat a little pained because still a bit sore but otherwise fine <laughs> alright yeah and uh, Kaya and Lex as you cross the bridge uh, you can see 
one of the figures stand up and begin to walk over um, to sort of meet you as you cross the bridge. Uh, looks like a creature small in stature that when they approach you, you see it is a uh, small uh, female halfling um, in sort of a green cloak and dirty clothes. She says, well, hi there. Would you like to come uh, by our campfire? Maybe. We, uh, we're mostly trying to get through to Windhaven, but um, we're kind of we don't have a lot of time, or free time, do we, Kaya? No, we we do need to keep moving right along. What, um, why are you camped here? Because it's nighttime. I mean, like here specifically. It just seems like a good spot near the water, able to keep an eye on the road. Have you had any trouble? Uh, well, we've more avoided trouble. I mean. Lots going on out there, but uh, we've managed to keep our noses clean of it for the most part. My uh, sister and I, we're, well, we're kind of from around here. We, we, uh, we're, we're hunters. We're out on a hunt right now for, for our families. What are you oh. hunting? Oh, you know, rabbits or deer or anything that we can, you know, catch and eat. Makes for good eating. We've got some uh, that that we're about to uh, butcher here. If you're you're interested in, in joining us for a meal, that's incredibly kind. Uh, do they? Does she seem like it's on the up and up? Make an insight check. Uh ten, straight ten. Yeah, her demeanor seems pleasant, not aggressive. Seems just like a person wanting to maybe talk and eat with some people. Do you guys need any supplies too while we're rolling along? Well, I think we might I be mean, able to trade if you're willing to give us food. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess I don't really know what we need, but I mean, I wasn't really thinking that this would be like a you know we don't need to make like a business transaction or anything. We just wanted to. You know, share a meal with you guys. Sorry, I just uh, I've been hearing a lot of teachings about politeness and meeting people, so I'm trying to incorporate that. Oh, okay. That's fine. Your offer is uh, very kind. You can go. Uh, yeah, I'll, I was just going to turn back toward the wagon. It's kind of like motion them to uh, drop closer. Give the our compatriots and see what they think. All right. Well, we'll just be over by the fire. I'll head back to the wagon. And we'll move the horses forward because, you know, let's motion them forward. Don't worry, guys. It's K. I don't think so. They don't seem to be. They say they're out hunting. They invited us to share a meal and camp with them. Well, sounds good to me. We need to set up camp anyways. I, uh, I don't know how wise it is to camp right next to this bridge. It's the only way across the river, but... It's kind of my thoughts, but strength in numbers, I suppose. 
Yeah, I suppose. And then if, you know, if they're going to come get us, then they're right beside us. And it's easy to, you know, look out for danger, I guess. Okay, I just stay. I'll wander back over. We are thankful for your offer. We will stay here for now. Great. And the other one just kind of smiles and nods. And you guys pull the wagon around, set it up near the uh, small campfire. It looks like they've, like I said, set up camp here. They've got some very simple bed rolls out, a small pile of um, twigs and branches to keep the uh, modest fire going. Um, and you see, you know, uh, basic backpacks, some small bows and arrows. Um, and there's a uh, kind of a fresh. Um, it's like a fresh pile of dirt. Like they just recently dug a hole. And um, they're kind of starting to butcher up um, what looks like uh, a couple of uh, rabbits. All right. Well, I imagine I'll, I'd assume less like an empty already... hole. No, it's like a fresh pile of dirt kind of in between their, their, uh, bed rules. <coughs> and there's that no hole around mount. that we can see. Mm-mm. It's like a like somebody dug a hole and filled it back in, kind of thing. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. A freshly filled in hole. Yes, freshly filled in hole. <coughs> Conspicuously um, disturbed dirt. And um, the one who introduced herself to you, and and they look um, very similar they definitely look like sisters um probably not too far off in age from each other um but pretty young i mean probably even younger than you eret um they have short cropped brown hair um you can see sort of flickering in the firelight some very green eyes um and the one that uh keeps talking to you who introduces herself as timsey has a uh, chip tooth and she introduces her sister as Gala, who doesn't seem to talk much. And um, Tim says, "Yep, yeah, well, uh, and she, as she's butchering the rabbits and getting ready to like cook them on a stick. She says, well, I don't really uh, know if you have a certain way that you like your rabbit cooked, but I kind of only know one way. So I'm going to cook it that way, if you all don't mind. That's fine, gonna, of course. I was going to finish up like putting the horses, not away, but of course, like somewhere where they can graze a bit. And then she is going to disguise self and like shrink herself down, you know, three feet. So she's four foot, uh, four foot and nine inches. There we go. Like I can't. You do this in front of everyone? Yeah. This is like, I have to look so far down that they drop. So, um, as you shrink down, um, Gala, who has been kind of looking at you, um, sort of more than everyone else um, sort of goes wide-eyed and like kind of falls back a little bit and runs over and and, and whispers into um, Timsey's ear and she, Timsey kind of says, says you're a furbolg, right? Yes? Hmm. But you don't Do you look know... like one now. No. Do you know of other furbolgs? And then 
Gala kind of whispers in Timsy's ear again. She says, We've heard we've heard of other furbolgs. Where? Uh well, we've heard that. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't like really introduce myself. Hi, my name is Una, and I don't think I can shake your hand right now, even though I think it's the appropriate appropriate greeting. So I'm just gonna bow, but tell me if this is too low. And she she bows, but it's like it's like 75 degrees. <laughs> like way down. Um like you're tying your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um says, no, well, I guess we don't really know where out there furbolgs are, but, well, somebody once talked about in our, in our families about furbolgs living in a forest to the east, beyond some mountains, and Hmm. something, well, and... Tim's or Gala whispers something to Tim's ear. Tim's goes, no. And Gala's like, she goes, well, Gala says that some people believe that there are furbolgs who are gods. Oh, no. And they're on the other side of, of the mountain? That's what I heard. And that's what Gala heard. But, so just kind of I think it kind of surprised her a little bit when you shrunk down because well you don't see many fur bugs and you don't see many fur bugs do that necessarily yeah no i suppose not but i mean thank you i didn't know where any others were so this helps a lot i'm just gonna go back to the cart okay tell you when food is ready <laughs> okay okay <laughs> where is your family from well we're just kind of out in the Tribreeze Valley. We live in a small little tribe. We hunt and typically stay away from the cities. But I always like to see other people. I don't often get to see other people. And Gala whispers something in Timsey's ear and she says, and Gala says that um, she doesn't really care about meeting new people. That was uh, pretty obvious. I'm I'm sorry if we scare her. I know we're kind of a disorganized bunch. So where are y'all headed? We're off to Windhaven. And they both kind of look at each other. Um, and just sort of like... And Gala whispers something to Tim Z and... Why are you going to Windhaven? Well, I really love fish. And I heard they had some amazing fisheries there, so. Oh. Well, I love... Go ahead, Lex. I mostly just go where Ally goes. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't really know about fish. I just don't have. I haven't heard anything. I don't think anyone's heard anything about Windhaven for years. I don't even know if there's a road there anymore. What do you What do you mean? Well, we don't really go near the dust thicket forest. Something we were just told that something strange 
is in that forest. And it, I don't know, maybe it, the strange thing swallowed Windhaven up? Because as far as we know, no one's really come from there or gone there in years. You can see not far up, and she kind of gestures down the road, where, where there used to be a road. But it's kind of started to grow in quite a bit. You'd have a hard time getting that wagon through there, I would think. Can I have to cut your way through. Her? Yeah. Yep. Uh, 20. 20, yeah, no, she's, you know, she's sort of got... You know, she's a, she's a little kid, more or less. So, um, you know, and so she's not really. Uh, she's telling you the truth. I, this, is, this is the first I've heard this. Uh, I was expecting a bustling, well, not bustling, but at least a sizable settlement. I heard that the fishing business was booming there. I don't know what to tell you. Well, gonna look around at everyone. An interesting development. Sounds like we should maybe go somewhere else. Maybe I just thought. Well, Ally and some of the others really wanted that fish. I mean, if if there's just an abandoned town, and a a pond that hasn't been fished in a long time. I could see some very large and mean-looking fish growing there. We might want to go really check it out. Yeah, but what if the reason it's deserted still there? Well, I mean, we did I'm hear that the torches went out, and that's why they were fish gathering. What? Yes, I'm kind of... <laughs> On the note, it says "gather where the light went out." <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, I was like, what? What are we? <laughs> yes, I, I I forgot that you guys were talking in fish code for a minute. <laughs> you know, your code's good when even the DM gets confused, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, I'm sure well, the fishing is still very good there. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, it's, I mean. You can definitely try to go there. Um, I don't know how you're going to get that wagon through there. Is it dangerous or is it? Well, we've just always been told, stay out of the dust thicket. Strange things happen there. And so we don't go. No one ever said what kind of... Yes, as Lex is saying. I don't know. Gala, do you know? Hmm. You sure there's nothing you guys need from us? Any rations or rope, maybe? I mean, I kind of look in there. I, no, I think I think we're okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure so, uh, Ally could regale you with a tail or something and trade. Do Do you want to trade? We've got some fresh meat buried, pointing to the hole. I th- I think we're good on food. We've stocked up before we left Marin's Gate, but uh, you guys are awfully young for to be out alone, especially 
now is the orcs have been moving in and the guards moving out because of it. Like, well, we have noticed fewer guards, but orcs? Well, that's where the guards have gone to deal with the orcs. Oh. We know there's been ogres kind of coming from all sorts of nooks and crannies lately. Don't know nothing about any orcs, really. So you guys fought some ogres? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Four four of them? Wow. With a contingent of goblins? That's impressive. Even, and Gale is like, like, yeah, yeah, that is impressive. You say, how... Can we can we look at your wagon? That's a, that's a very pretty wagon. It's got a big shell. I like it's, your horses. I've never seen a wagon like that. Can we look at your wagon? I, yeah, I mean, it's right there. You can see it, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I get. Yeah. Can we? Can we go inside? Can we sit on it? I've never seen a wagon like that. How young do they look? Um. Younger than Aerit. Younger than Lex? Pretty sure Lex is older yeah, than me. Yeah, I'm pretty, yeah they're oh. about the same. Yeah. I mean, they're probably... I mean, There's a reason Aerit 12, liked his 13. teddy bear pajamas that you made him leave. <laughs> like, they're yeah. like... They would be like 12 and 13-year-old girls. Hmm. Oh, I would have said 14 or so, but sure. <laughs> I, was also, I always thought that uh, Lex was the youngest. What, uh, I mean, yeah, you can go look at it here. Let's go. Just All right. Watch out for the dragon. What dragon? There's stuff inside the shell that may or may not bite. And Gale kind of pulls back, or Gale pulls back on, on Timsy. It's like, you guys don't have a dragon. I mean, we don't. It just chose to live there. Oh. We don't know how to get it out. That's sort of something we talked about. Do you have any coins? If you want no. to see him, you'll have to pay him, probably. Oh. Well, we don't have any coins. I'll uh, dig out a silver piece and kind of toss it their way. Catches it. Okay. I guess we give this to him. Well, what do you want to see first? The horses, the wagon, or the shell? Gala whispers to Timsey. I, I, I think we're we're kind of set on this dragon thing now. <laughs> I'll take him over and <laughs> climb up onto the seat, and we'll stand on the seat. All right. We may have oversold the dragon. We're both standing oh. there. Hi, right. why are you over the... here? These are some of our friends, Una. They just wanted to uh, check out the wagon and see our... Our uh, cast away. No, what is it? What's it called? Stowaway. 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 <laughs> Toss the coin up there, and he might be. Maybe he'll come out. She tosses up and clink, 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 and then everyone in the area gets this like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, joy, kind of in like the back of their like mind as you kind of hear again like the tussling of of coins kind of clanking around inside the shell as you can only imagine a tiny red pseudo dragon just sort of somersaulting around with his new coin and then he kind of just pops his head out for a second 
goes back in. <laughs> and they're they're both like, oh. like yeah, wow. And Gala whispers to Timzine. Gala says, um, that looks more like just a lizard than a dragon. Well, you didn't see all of him, but I can see how you could get that. Do you think I look like a lizard? Be careful what you answer, because I could be very terribly rude. <laughs> she looks at you and Gala whispers and says, I think you look like a dragon. I was hoping you'd say I looked like a lizard. Oh. Well, you're bigger than him. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> just barely, though. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they can kind of they kind of continue to. They're just curious about your wagon, about the horses. Um, everyone, make an insight say check. Say you were from. Yeah. Uh, it's worse. It's a oh. fifteen. Oh my god, natural one. 21. Uh, Thank god for you, that's 11. Ah, there we go. Uh, Nat 20 gets me a 22. So everyone but Kaya, for some reason. I like Um, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) she's just infatuated with him. She she doesn't care. Um, uh, It seems like, I mean, based off of their dress, their demeanor, um, I mean, them being some young kind of you know, children halflings out here on their own on the hunt. Um, sort of gather that this is probably some, you know, um, I would say uh, out outlander halfling folk. Um, and Eric, you would know that there are like a lot of that's kind of a, a lot of halflings um, in the Fireswain Kingdom have continue to sort of live almost like um nomads kind of thing kind of stuck to like their native roots of the the lands where they've kind of ancestrally been around and the tribreeze valley is definitely one of those um so the idea of nomadic wandering unaffiliated halflings in small numbers is um you would probably know something about that and then everyone else would infer like yeah these people are Nomads and Kai's just like, oh my god, they're so cute. <laughs> She's also so a nomad, though, so <laughs> yeah, she wouldn't know how strange they are. Their hands were only this big. Yeah, and hands. Um, Kaya acted much they, the same when we first picked her up. <laughs> Gala whispers to Timzy, and Timzy looks at Eret and says, and have you guys all introduced your names to each other? Like, yeah. did, did you do that? Okay. Um, Eric, did you? I feel like I need to ask you that. Did you share your name with these yeah, people? Yeah, I said, okay. hey, I'm Eric. Okay, all right. Um, I say, and she says, Eric, where where are you from? You might uh, be one of the fanciest dressed halflings we've ever seen. Oh, thanks. Uh, I kind of feel underdressed, but I'm from down south. Say, oh. Okay. The water woed woodlands there for a while. And Gala whispers something in Timsey's ear, and Timsey says, Gala says that there was a halfling king in the water woed woodlands. Yep, there was. Oh, do you know him? I mean, I'm pretty sure most people know of him. Oh. We we just heard that. What's his name? 
backstory test. <laughs> uh, I believe the family is called the Smekis. Hmm. And you know them? Yeah. We've I never do. met a king before. Oh. Me, well, they're kind of rare, so it makes sense. They're like, well, that's pretty neat. I would like to work for a king. That'd be cool. It's a lot of work. Yeah. Well, maybe I would. And Gala whispers anywhere. She goes, yeah. We'd take care of horses, I think. That's what we would do. Horses like yours. Well, I, I think kings probably have a bit nicer of horses and a lot more of them. What? Mm. Flip and clop are perfect. <laughs> I mean, they'll be more, like, probably happier when we know their actual name, but for now, those are decent ones. They're, uh, they're, they're horses. Resilient. Oh. The one took a whole, uh, ogre spear and just shook it off like nothing. Yeah. It was a lot worse than it looked. Yeah. Or no, yes. It looked a lot worse than it was. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and again, they're kind of looking at Una like, huh. <laughs> sort of looking yeah. up where you were and where you're at now still. <laughs> Do you girls need any water? I have plenty of water and I'll pull out the decanter and that water skins you need filled from clean, non-river water? Well, sure. <laughs> and they go and dump out their wa- river water water skins and... <laughs> I fill up their water skins for them. Right. Wow. Taste it. It's the cleanest water you'll ever have. Like, well, it's pretty clean. We'll give you that. That's you're awfully rude. Call me a, a dragon, and now you're saying I, my water's not clean. It, it, yeah, whisper something. And, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> we made our friends, our new friends, mad. Um, say, well, what are you? So you're going to Windhaven for fish, huh? Well, I will say there's good fish right in this river here. If you need any. You could just go here. It would save you the trouble. Getting that wagon through that forest is going to be... It'd be tough. I think we can manage it. This wagon has uh, gone through some pretty tough locations already. You've kind of piqued my interest as far as Windhaven goes as well. Especially a city just... I don't know. Being swallowed up by something... Sounds mildly ominous and uh, something I'd like to see. Go, cat, go. Yeah, well, I guess just be careful because we always told don't go in the dust thick of forest. Strange things happen there. And nothing beyond that? Just strange things happen? Like yeah. cities disappearing, I guess. That's, I guess, awfully strange. How well, long ago was that? Do you know? Gala whispers to Timsey. Well, for as long as we can remember. 
more than what five years six years maybe there's definitely something that used to be a road there we've gotten that close I guess I'm surprised that the person who told us about the fish market didn't bring that up well she was old maybe her uh Senality uh, was getting the better of her. She had some good glasses, maybe. but maybe she couldn't see as well out of them as we thought. Anything's possible. Don't think glasses really help with your memory. Do we actually have stuff to fish with? <laughs> don't you just go in there with your sword and like stab and get them? I don't know if that'll work. It's called spearfishing. But with serpents. I take my ribbon out. <laughs> <laughs> and I whisper worm with a hook in it. <laughs> um and I do I do believe that um we'd have to go back and check the record, but I wanna say that Helena did say some that she hadn't heard anything about Windhaven in years. But not okay. nothing more than that. Mm. It's not the case of no news is good news. No, I think it is weird. like the temple got destroyed and she just they gave up on it. It was a sect or whatever. Not that the whole fucking city was gone. <laughs> well, we I suppose we'll have a long day ahead of us tomorrow then if we're going to have to uh, clear a forest to get this wagon through. So, uh... I think I'm going to turn in for the night. I'll take first watch. I'll stay for a little bit more and talk with Timsey. <laughs> Alright. Oh. These old bones can't stay up too late or you'll never get me up in the morning. Alright. So, um, everyone else is going to sleep, or just allies going to sleep? Luna will go to sleep as well. Alright. Kind of be regaling uh, to Timsey. It's like, yeah. So I got this ribbon here that you know I can turn into whatever animal I uh, speak to it. So like, you know, I can turn into a snake or all these other things. And we also got Kai over there, a ring that changes colors or turns like a certain color if she's feeling sick or whenever we uh, talk about our friend Marcus. I don't really know what the story there is, but I have to go to bed. <laughs> what color is the ring? <laughs> what color is the ring? <laughs> you never gave me a uh, a mood decoder color. No, that's all. That's on you. <laughs> well, I don't know what color I said last time, so. Well, it doesn't need to match canon. What color is it? <laughs> it's pink. It's right. glowing a little bit pink. Hmm. Kind of like that. Mm-mm. Lex takes out one of the cold stones and puts on top of uh, Kaya's head. Like there, that, maybe that'll help. <laughs> I think the I think the rocks help. You're a very sweet boy, Lex. <laughs> a very sweet boy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and Timsey and and Gala um, are definitely intrigued by all of the the knickknacks that you're pulling out. And do you tell many stories at all, or 
Uh, I'll tell them the stories I remember. Um, About that time that you opened a door and then blinked away and I got shot? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, well, it was the one time we were sent to go find someone, but they ended up at the bottom of the well. That was a good story. There was a time that we got stuck on the underground tram for like two hours, just shooting along at breakneck speed. I don't like that one as much. Um, the giant griffin and the egg that we found. This is a whole like just yeah flashback mm-hmm. episode. They're very intrigued. <clears throat> Do you say you call yourselves the blessed? Do you tell them your company name? Uh, even I do, odds I don't. <laughs> I guess I do. All right. We uh, that's how you finish this story of dissolving the cult. <laughs> um, it's like we used to have another friend with us, but things didn't go well, and. Sh- she unfortunately died, so in memory of her, we all kind of decided to call ourselves the Blessed. Uh, kind of keep on her memory, I think. And Gail whispers, or Ga- Gala whispers to Timsey and says, Gail says, that was a really nice thing you did for your friend. Well, I wish we could have done more. But thank you for saying that. Well, I bet your friend would have wanted you to get all of the fish. So, make sure you do that. I mean, I intend to. I think Ally can probably eat a lot of fish. <laughs> Alright. And then they eventually turned into their bedrolls around the dying embers of the fire. Um, Eric, you're taking first watch. Yep. Alright. Make a perception check. This advantage? Uh, yeah. Unless you're lighting a torch or something. Six. Six. Um, which, what did I do with my, I need my weather chart. Alright, hold Clear on. skies, what? no enemies. It was, it was slightly, uh, I think it's slightly drizzling this whole time. Yeah. Hold on. Yes. It's overcast earlier than drizzly and misty. Not a sandstorm in sight, though. There better not be a Why sandstorm. Why would you say here. that? All right. Oh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> lip balm my mind right. got me. And it's like full of citric acid. It's very sour. Oh, fun. Are we all just showing things? Yeah, yeah, we were. Ooh, what's that? This is so. This is a. It's a paperweight. No, I don't want to know. Let's <laughs> continue playing. It's a paperweight with my great grandfather's initials on it. That's pretty. Did cool. he put them there himself? Yeah. Oh, cool. He's a tool and die maker. That's nice. very cool. Got that this weekend from my faja. What's it? All right. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's a paperweight. <laughs> it's a paperweight. Sorry. Yeah, paperweight. Uh. All right, so Eric, who are you waking up? Who's getting woken up by Eric? Bates Papers. Uh, I'll go next. All right. Make a perception check. 
Okay, and I'll light my sword up so I can see. Alright. Just... That's not bad. Uh, <laughs> 18. 18. Uh, much like Eret before you, other than the sort of... Um, let's see. What's the weather doing? Um... Yeah, it's sort of just continuing to lightly rain, um, and uh, but nothing else happens for the rest of the evening. Same goes with the rest of the, of the watches okay. throughout that night. Take my As, long rest then. Yep, long rested. Um, as you awake to a very dark and very rainy morning on the Tribreeze Valley. Well, what are you, uh, you girls off to continue your hunts, or? They said, well, we gotta dig up what we buried, and we're gonna bring that with us. Then we're probably gonna kill a few more things, probably some more rabbits, and then we'll probably head home. Where is well, home for you? If we wanted to, uh, stop by and share our tales of Windhaven with you. Bring some fish. Oh. Yeah, I'll bring you some fish. They say, well, I don't know if we're allowed to invite people back. And Gala kind of whispers and is like, I think mom will be mad. Well, all right. I can't really tell you exactly, but just head out south directly from here. Uh, I guess I just pulled it up on roll 20. I'll do that. Posted it in the documents page. It's great. Yeah. Um, so you guys are here. Um, she says, uh, if you head basically southeast um, or southwest in the Tribreeze Valley, um, you you'll find a a a very uh, small clutch of trees by a big boulder amongst all the grass, and that's where you can find us. It's um a few days though, you have to travel. Well, I wish you luck on your hunt. I hope that you uh, find uh, meat and food enough for your families. Thanks. Hope you have a good fishing trip. And here, we wanted you to have this too. And she just kind of sets on the ground. It's a small hand axe. And she says, I think you're going to need that to get through. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. It's very kind. Take it. Um, and one more thing that um, if anyone else comes around, you know, asking about fur balls and stuff like that, could you just tell them that you haven't seen me? So we shouldn't say, tell anyone we saw a furbolg. I mean, you can tell your like your friends and family, but I mean, if a stranger comes by and they're looking for one, like don't tell them that you saw me. Simsy and Gala kind of look at each other. Gala whispers in her ear, says, "Okay." And uh, Gala, you're thank you for all the help. I mean, like the directions going to the east and all. And. 
Kayla discusses. You're welcome. Under her breath. And her and Timsey. All right, bye. Walk off into the rain. Seemingly kind of unaffected by the the elements, the the sort of heavy downpour in the dark skies. Um, the inclement weather seems to do nothing to dampen their jovial spirits. Sweet girls. They seem very nice. Yeah. Murderers. What? So I guess murderers? We have a uh, long day ahead of us. Are we uh, going to try and take this wagon through? I guess uh, we can pack it up and head over there and see what that entails. I think at the very worst, we take it a good ways in just to make sure that it's, you know, off the beaten trail and hidden. And if it gets too rough, then we go on foot. I'll try and clear as much as I can. It's a good idea. But we can't know until we try, so let's try the road first. Okay, and I will send us on our way. All right. Uh, you. It's not very far, about 20 minutes further west um, as you begin to see um, really kind of the forest um, really grow to the north of you. Um, and 20 minutes in, there's a point sort of the the roads here are all sort of kind of like the shallow embankment um and you can see where the embankment kind of rounds north and then fades um into a noticeable patch of dirt and grass um that leads into the forest um which has these you you can tell just by kind of looking as these massively large trunked um, trees sort of um, hanging just north of you. Uh, it looks like where the road cuts in um, or where it used to cut in, the foliage is less thick. There's no massive trees growing in the way, but undergrowth and bramble and a few small saplings um, have sort of begun have clearly taken over a good chunk of the road. Um it looks like you could cut your way through, um, but it will most assuredly slow down your pace quite a bit. So how long is it? To you should be about a day's. If there were a road, it would take you another. You'd be in Windhaven by nightfall. Well, it's going to slow us down, but I don't think any of us really want to uh, abandon it, do we? No, rather not. Preferably not. Are we in any time crunch on this? Uh, a little bit of one. Or what? Um, I'd like to get to. Go. Uh, Chastile or Spanifex. Um. Within a week or so. 
Well, that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it kind of does. What? You got some. I mean, those are two. Chopping to do or something? What are you? Yeah, I mean, they come into my clothes and I'm kind of shabby. Well, but, I mean... uh, no, in this case, um, uh, my family will probably be killed within the end of the month. What? If what? I don't. Uh, so yeah, were... uh, getting to Chastiel or Span effects is kind of important. Those are on two opposite ends of the continent. Uh, one, wait, one or the, wait, no, back up. When we were leaving Marin's Gate, we didn't have a direction. We were trying to go. We were all looking for somewhere to go. Yeah, and uh, I found a place or places to, to go. Right, but why didn't you tell us then? I didn't know then. Then how do you know now? What's changed? Oh, I got a message that said that, uh, hey, by the way, my family is going to be murdered if you don't tell people something. Well, I guess maybe not murdered. I mean, is that even really a murder in a war? Do we need to go do this right now instead, since this seems pretty pressing? I don't know. I mean, we were almost to Windhaven, and I figured, you know, Windhaven would take a day, and then we could cut over to uh, Chesteel and call it good. Well, it's going to take more than a day now, I think. And we don't know yeah. what we're going to run into when we get there. That's you really true. want to chance it going to Windhaven, getting stuck there somehow? I and mean, the whole city disappeared. We could disappear along with it. The honest truth is, they might kill them anyways, or, you know, they might already be dead, or, you know, the fire swain kingdom might be like so you're just okay with writing them off no like I said we cut over to chest steel call it good so what what do you want to do or, Eret? or or we can go to chest steel now and look for another road going over to Windhaven I don't know that there is another road but maybe maybe there is I mean, I would say it, it, this isn't it, really a road. If the idea, there, are, if the idea is to go to Chastiel to see if there's another road, uh, there's not another road. <laughs> I think it's Eric looking for excuses. <laughs> <laughs> well, if so there what was do a you, road, there'd be one on the map. <laughs> what do you want to do, Eric? That's your call. It's your family. It's I mean, your it, king. It seems. I don't really have the right answer in this case. I don't think we're looking for the right answer. We're looking for your answer. Well, I would like to go to the closest town. I don't know. We seem to be like smack dab in the middle of. Closer to Chesteel, I think. Yeah. Barely. But there's a war up there, too, so... There's a war down in Spanifix, too, it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, like, if... It sounds like we got invaded because the Firesmith Kingdom took something of import to um, the Tenebris clan. So, I'm not sure my voice will do much. 
So I guess I'm confused about Svanifix or Chesteel. Why does it does it not matter which one we go to? I just I need to get a message to the leaders of the kingdom. And going to either one of those cities would allow that message to travel. Is Chastiel where you were supposed to end up when you I and showed up in Kaborka? I couldn't tell you. All I know is it was someplace safe. Well, could have been that I could have gone to Fedra's Keep and <clears throat> wasn't told. I have some experience in Spanifix. I don't know much about Chestiu, other than there is an orc horde descending on it, so... I have stuff that I want to check out in the south by the Waterworld Woodlands anyways. I was okay with putting it off because it didn't seem like it was terribly pressing with everything else going on, but if that's another point for Spanifix, then I guess that's my answer. Um, question. Um, I it seems very dire, and how long do we have before, you know, your family might disappear forever? Hold on, let me grab the calendar. So this is accurate. I need a little bit of help on this one. I think it's something along the lines of like 30 some days like I don't really remember how the month works so um, it is the 15th of Tilmere there are 50 days in a month so yeah 35 days to get a message and then have them act on said message um so I don't we're about equidistant I just want to, I don't want to undercut this because, I mean, I don't really have the same thing happening in my life at all or like the same kind of people in my life. Um, But we did get told by a follower of a a pretty accomplished god um, that we were supposed to just check this out to make sure a great evil who might kill everyone doesn't get out and then you know if it gets out then your parents would die anyways and I don't want to undercut the situation she makes a good point we can leave the wagon going on foot it would be a day it would cut off at least a day probably of travel time but we'd be gone two days I mean At, at least yeah at least two days I have an idea. Um, Gala and Timsy can't have gone far. And they seem to know horses. What if we let them watch the cart for us? We go in on foot here. After we get whatever answers we can get in Windhaven, there's that magic necklace we have that can take us back to the temple anyways, and that'll cut off time from our trip, and we'll just try and get to Spanifix as quickly as we can through other means that way. Do you think they'll take the cart to uh, the temple for us, or should we just have them take it to their home? That seems like a 
long ways we, out of the way. We can always ask know. if they can take the cart, and if they refuse, then we can figure it out from there. All right, well, I'll be right back. I will take off out into the rain. All right. With the cart? No, by myself. Because I move way faster than any of us. <laughs> uh, so who knows how to drive the cart? I don't think we're... We're just sitting waiting, waiting aren't they? Yeah. Kind of at the yeah. faded crossroads sort yeah. of thing. Before you, yeah. All right. So, Ally, um, heading off, um, make a. Um, make a survive. Like, they, the direction that they walked off in, um, make a survival check to sort of um, see if you can get a bearing on which direction they would have headed from where you are right now. 16. 16. Uh, you race off into the Tribreeze Valley um, off of the road, sort of just barely, like, you're kind of running and jumping, you know, you're mashing that jump button, Elder Scrolls style, as you run to keep an eye out for movement through the grass, um, and eventually you intersect with what looks like a small footpath um, kind of curved through the grass. Um, oh. And Turn along at yelling. Timsy okay. and Gala. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, as you kind of run along, um, it's not long before you see kind of two heads poking over the grass, hoods up, kind of looking back at you, and they're like, Ally. Timsy says, Ally, what are you doing here? Well, we have a bit of an issue. Uh... You liked our cart, right? They look at each other. We loved your cart. Do you think you could drive it if we needed you to? It. Gayla just starts going like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) we could do that. We could do that. Seems he's like, maybe, yeah, we could, yeah, we could try. We don't have to drive it into the dust thicket, do we? No, no, no. You can't go there. Do you know where the temple to Almerius is, a little to the east? Gringaris. Gringaris? Uh, yep. Gala whispers, Timsey. Yeah. We need our wagon to go back there while we head into the dust thicket. We have some pressing matters that have just come up that we need to take care of after we head into the dust thicket, and we'll need our wagon at the temple ready for us when we leave Windhaven. Gala, what do you think? She, they whisper to each other. She says, I think that works. There's deer over there. And if we can get a deer, well, then we'll have a really good excuse for being a little bit late coming home. But we'll take good care of your wagon. Yeah, I, I was, assume you would. But yeah, if you... Yeah, I was... Time is pressing for us, so and I will turn and move quickly back that way. All right, well, and they start quickly for them, I guess. Yeah, following <laughs> you back. Um, after about um, oh, it would be after about an hour or so. Um, Ally returns in the rain with uh, Timzy and Gala in tow, and they seem pretty geeked right now. <laughs> as they approach the wagon. We've been explaining kind of horses and how to drive a wagon as we've been going. 
Yes. All of the intricate horse equipment. Yeah, the that... the Wrangle Meyer and the <laughs> the Crumb Trumpets. Claude Hopper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, and they're they're kind of up in the wagon, sort of like you know, getting the reins and um as okay. I, you know yeah, do you help him out, Una, with the uh I mean, I will again introduce him. This is Clip, and this is Clop. Um, Clip and Clop. It's not going to be us for a little while. We're going to go into the forest, but it's dark and scary in there, and you don't want to go in there because it'll be dangerous. So we're just going to let them drive you back to the temple. You remember the barn where, like, had like where it's not raining on the inside, but you can just hang out and not be wet and relax. They're going to take you back there. So, like, be nice for them, and if you get into danger, just run really, really fast. As best as you can. And, and then I look up I look up to the two girls and it's like if they run really fast, just hold on really tight. But they'll listen. They're they're really nice horses. Okay. And before Ally gets back, I'm going to um open the chest that's inside the wagon and any of the important contents I'm going to move to my backpack. Like the map and our uh one of the yeah. manifests. Just healing just kit. the important stuff. Yeah, the healing kit. Probably the money. Take the money. Take all, all the money? Yeah, it's like 600 coins or something. Yeah. Are we going to tell the dragon we're leaving? I was going to do that too before yeah. before they get back. Or I'll wait for Ally. Go ahead. After I've emptied the chest out and like relocked it, uh, climb up to the flail shell. Flail sail shell. <laughs> and um, rummage out a silver piece and flip it up to the dragon. Same sort of thing. Um, anyone that's around the wagon feels the sense of elation just tickling the back of their mind um, as the ching, ching, ching sound of the dragon rolling around in his small hoard of coins. Um, Any kind of posts his head out and its wings just kind of stick out like a little bit from as his half of his body sort of outside of the shell. Hey, hey, little friend. Um, I start out in Draconic. We, uh, we, and I point, we have to go in there for a while. We're not taking the wagon, this wagon with us. Um, those little girls from yesterday are gonna have the wagon. Um, just thought you should know. Make just a general charisma check. <laughs> Tell him we're coming back. Oh, that's not so bad. 16. 16. Alright. Um, he sort of you get this, uh, just an image of, you get an image of, of, of like, him sleeping, and he just pops back inside the shell. <laughs> Don't scare the little girls. Be good. Or something. <laughs> 
And then I'll go back into the wagon and get the rest of my stuff around to go. All right. Somebody says, well, I guess we'll start heading out and we'll do our best to get your wagon there. Okay, thank you. Should we leave it with anyone? We just leave it out front? There's an old woman inside. If you can tell her we'll be back for it shortly. That we went into the uh, dust thicket. You guys are going to walk all the way back? Uh, Well, we're going to walk all the way there from here. I don't think we'll have to walk back, though, and I'll wink at her. <laughs> and what I'll, magic does this kobold behold? I'll get up close to her, and some gods like to keep their secrets. <laughs> kind of half do like a head <laughs> nod towards <laughs> Una. Yeah. And yeah, again, we're kind of wide eyed, like looking over at the giant furbolg. <laughs> don't um, tell anyone you saw her. Uh, no, we won't. We're good at keeping secrets, and we hope we're good at delivering wagons. All right, well, it's on you now. All right. Good luck. I'll turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if the ground weren't so wet, dust would kick up as the wagon peels off. Um, Doing it sort a donut. of like pops up on the curb a little bit, you know, sort of jostles. You see the uh, the shell sort of like bobble on top, and the dragon kind of goes shooting out, circles around for a bit before shooting back in, um, and the wagon heads back off uh, eastward. Poor Cliff and Clop. You did tell them they can't run the whole way back, right? I told them to run if there was danger. I never told them to walk. <laughs> There's constant danger well, in these lands. And they're definitely like peeling out like down the road, like they're hauling ass. They turn sure, the eight hour journey into out. a four hour journey. Yeah. And die. <laughs> Both horses we just find them dead. Exhaustion. Oh, God. oh no. Um Alright. So you all begin to approach the forest. Correct. All right. Help me out too. Help me pops out. Um, and you all begin to walk north, heading through the tall grass. Um, you can you're slightly lower than kind of the rest of the land as you're walking what used to be a road, um, much of which has been eroded and worn away. Uh, and as you approach the towering trees of the dust thicket um you can see that it is an old dense forest of thick trunks and high canopies it is dark in the forest as very little light penetrates down to the forest floor and that's where we will take a break as you all enter the dust thicket we'll be right back but quick reminder um to help out the lansing community and the um, cause of racial justice um, across the state. We're encouraging folks to uh, donate to the Black Lives, uh, Black Lives Matter Lansing chapter, uh, the group that organizes here in our community. And you can submit any donations or just check out what they're about and see how you can help by visiting Liberation Pack. That's liberationpac.org slash BLM Lansing. 
and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Duck Duck Dice, episode 26. Lucky for you, the action is just getting started. So, the Blessed are now heading into north, into the Dust Thicket Forest, after passing off um, their signature wagon to the hands of two small halfling children uh, to take back to a temple some day away. Um, it's like that. <laughs> um... The uh, path before you um, is, I would say, easy to follow, although not necessarily easy going, um, as the roadway is overgrown with um, undergrowth and bushes and bramble, um, stuff that has sort of sprouted up, um, taking advantage of the opening in the canopy where a road used to be overgrown with undergrowth yes and you can actually see though um outside of the path more into the the thick trees there's not a lot of um vegetation kind of growing on the ground um more kind of short patches of grass throughout the um under forest at the foot of the uh trunks of these Um, as we're going in, one of them go up one of the trees and using the using what? You muted. Um, using the speak with beasts and animals. I mean sorry, beasts and plants. She is going to just kind of go up and she can't understand them, but she can attempt to communicate. Um that like, hey, I'm sorry we're visiting right now. Um I don't know if you expected visitors. Well, we're not gonna try to destroy anything. We're just gonna be walking through. Uh, but thanks for having us. Uh yeah. Be stay there. Thank you. <laughs> you tell Jesus to stay there. <laughs> Please don't move. Um, uh, um and your only response is um sort of the scattering of rain that breaks through the thick canopy above. Um <clears throat> and everyone make a perception check. These are sassafras trees, are they? Ooh. 21. 23. Um, perception check? Mm -hmm. 13. 13. Just need a 10 for no. me. I said it first. You can't have 13. Uh, um, I don't want to go any lower. Kai and Ally, as you guys are traversing through the road for the better part of a few hours, um, you kind of notice that there's no other sounds in the forest. Like you haven't heard, granted it's raining, but you haven't heard or seen any other kind of creature. There's like an eerie stillness about the entire forest. What do I know about the dust thicket? Um, you would know that, I guess, what do you, what do you, like, what do you mean? Um, the kinds what, of what are you looking so, for? Yeah. the halflings they had heard stories about like you never go there had mm. i heard similar type stories uh do i know not any at kind all of, not any at kind all of things that might be living out here um i mean 
I think based on what you know and what you've been told, um, from what you have been told, the dust thicket is very much like any other forest, all sorts of vermin and creatures, um, but you would not know it as a dangerous place by any stretch of the imagination. I'll catch allies' eyes as we're looking around. Did they fall out? <laughs> got, got him. <laughs> Kyle loses a level. <laughs> <laughs> Seems One good day. awfully One good quiet day. around here. I agree. I didn't know that it was supposed to be a uh, scary place, the place of dangerous tales. Speaking of, do you, your mom didn't know Windhaven was deserted? It you wasn't deserted know? when she lived here. Not as far as I know, anyway. It was a bustling small, but very well off town when my mother lived here. Do you think her I've... leaving had some kind of curse laid upon it? I cannot remotely imagine that they're related, but I don't know. We've seen some strange things in this world. Yeah. That's true, and it seems we're important people. Maybe it was your leaving that cursed the place. Well, don't say that, ally. <laughs> anyway, keep your eyes and ears open. It's uh, awful quiet around here. All right. So as you all continue to trek north through the forest, um, and you would know um, based off of your map that you're sort of following parallel with the river that cuts up uh, through there, although you cannot see it from where you are. Um, about half of... Um, let's see, you guys, it would be... Probably about nine, ten o'clock when you headed in. Um, so probably about four hours into your journey, um, as the forest kind of fully envelops you, um, and it does get significantly darker. Um, you still haven't heard any animals the, or anything. No, and the aura of the forest turns noticeably dark and foreboding, like a like a muted version of itself um even you know it's, it's cloudy and rainy but you almost have this feeling that even if it weren't this gloom would kind of be hanging over it um and that's when you also notice up in the canopies a smattering of spider webs clinging to the branches high above Wonder if the gloom is how this place gets its name. I don't know. I mean, I'm very excited to, you know, finally go through a forest. This was not what I was expecting. 
This is not what I was expecting either, I say, pointing at the spider webs. Well, should we take it carefully and slow down a bit and move through quietly, or do you all want to press on and see what f cards fall where they fall? Or whatever. Well, at this rate, we're not going to arrive until after dark anyway. Whenever yeah, we got there. Do you really want to risk camping out underneath all these spider webs? I think I'd rather risk going all night than being loud and having something come and find us unawares. I'd rather go slow. As it is, we don't know what awaits us on the other end anyway. Yeah, I'd rather go slow too. I mean, worst case, we have to stay up a little bit later. That's fine. Are the spider webs like normal size? Or are they kind of big? Well, I mean, any spider web stretching between branches of these trees, which are fairly well spaced out, it's kind of more of... You can tell that they're up there. There's clearly some parts of the trees that are overtaken with spider webs. Um, nothing necessarily too low down near where you're at. This is kind of up in the canopy above. We're not full on Merkwood then? No, no. Okay. Um, and again, you're kind of walking. It's strange. You're walking down what would have been the road. And you can certainly see that getting the wagon through here would have been quite a challenge um because there are you know decent sized saplings and large bushes and bramble that have sort of grown up and it's this weird sort of hodgepodge of undergrowth growing in this winding strip cutting through this what would normally be a very kind of austere forest with such a wide open um under like um floor to it and these sort of vast trees. You can imagine, like on a sunny day, the sun really kind of breaking through here to the green grass below. Um, so it's just a very strange, I said, muted feeling. Um, As... The fact that you're walking on a road that's been long abandoned, it seems. Um, I don't know. Would I be able to... Um use my detect magic just as we get like to some of those more sizable roots just to kind of more out of reflex than anything else yeah you can cast detect magic okay i'll do that just kind of like focus on the area around me and see if like yeah. something doesn't seem quite natural nothing i would say nothing inherently like glows or anything like that. But there's definitely something that kind of is influencing the state of this forest. Yeah, I think I'll be happier once we get to Windhaven. <clears throat> I have a bad feeling about this place. If I look down in the underbrush... Um, does it look like anybody has walked this way at all? Make a survival check. 
kind of tracks. Uh, 22. Natural 20. From what you can see, it looks like you're probably the first people through here in a long time. You know, that's kind of strange. The message that we have said that somebody would be waiting in Windhaven. It must have been fairly new. The people in Hornrock hadn't been there that long. Maybe they, uh, I mean, maybe they have yeah, other ways. Must be. But I think, yeah, we slow down a bit, take our time, move a bit more quietly now. Yes, I think that's for the best. What does All our right. map say for how far away it would be? Um, at If you guys slow down, um, you will probably, at, at the pace you're going right now, um, I would probably say it would take you, just given the fact that you're moving, well, I think you guys would actually be able to move just off of the path, sort of finding clear ways between the trees and stuff, um, versus trying to walk through the grass and whatnot that has grown where the road used to be. Um, so your pace, if you kept it normal, would st would probably be late at night. Um, and if you were to slow down, I think you guys would be there by midday the next day. Like, if you guys kept up a normal pace, you'd be there early, early tomorrow morning, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. If you <sighs> went at a speedier pace or a slower pace, you'd be there by tomorrow afternoon. So either way, we're going late. Um, we want to just, I would prefer it if we went slower so we didn't distract like attention and got into another fight. I mean, we don't have the horses to protect this time, so that's easier. But I'd rather not get like disturb anything in here. Yes, I, I agree. I think, uh, how quiet this forest is, something has chased off all of the uh, normal wildlife. This isn't anything like the nestled growth. It's quiet in here. I think we should be as quiet. Alright. Everyone, if you are moving slowly and stealthily, make a stealth check for me, please. Ooh. And the rain sort of just continues to... <clears throat> fall at a fairly steady pace. 11. 17. 21. 24. Uno, what'd you get? 21. Lex, what'd you get? 13. Okay. okay. So you all quietly at this point probably now moving into the forest where there's less undergrowth that you'd have to kind of charge through or walk over um you begin moving as quietly as you can beneath the dark canopy and several hours into your continued journey north through the forest everyone make a perception check 
Actually, no. Um, you all hear several hundred feet away to the east or to the west. You can hear the tops of the canopies sort of and trees moving. Something large is moving through the forest, it sounds like. Quite a ways off. You can hear branches snapping and trees creaking before the sound sort of fades off further west away from you. Kind of look to everyone else. I uh, think I'll take point from here. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I, will... I think I'll, and I'll cast mage armor on myself, just just in case. I will do the same. Should we? Tell me, you stay up with Lex. And he'll fly up to Lex's shoulder. Should we try to follow the big thing? I can't imagine a lot of animals would try to fight it or anything, or spiders, and maybe it'll give us some safety. I don't know so much if I want to rely on it not turning on us then. Or having friends. It's also not the direction we're trying to go. You just slow us down more. I'll wander about 30 feet away from the group and then just kind of wait for them to start moving. Alright. Lex, make a um, uh, make a perception check for me as you lead the pack forward. 16. 16. You travel on for several more hours. Um, it now becoming increasingly dark to where, Lex, I would say you can't even see in front of you without having something lit up. Kind of turn back to everyone else. Like, Should we get a light? I could make enough light for everyone to see. Do we want to be creating a beacon to us in this forest? No. I can moving. still light up my sword and if I'm still traveling ahead of you guys, it should still give you something to see and I'm not worried about something trying to jump out. Tell me I can see. Us. I can see fine in the dark. I think we're moving at a slow enough pace that you and Eret will be fine to keep up with us. We'll just have to be extra vigilant. I mean, it is <clears throat> kind of limiting us to their immediate surroundings, but in a forest here, I can't see much farther than 60 feet anyways. So, Ally, why don't you go out front and I'll take the rear? I think we can see the best. Okay, I'll take front. Is it like, is it like pitch black or? Yeah, at this point, I mean, you guys would know it's probably around eight o'clock or so. Um, well, probably around, you guys probably have another hour of what would be considered a normal traveling day. 
Um, and with the sun going down somewhere outside of this you know, foreboding forest, um, any light has sort of stopped penetrating down through the canopy. Should we uh, hand a rope through to the people who can't really see? So, Yes, please. Yes, very please. Um, I'll pull out the, uh, what, what are they called? Like the self-climbing rope or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, it'll kind of snake up to Ally and snake over one by one through the party, ending with Kaya. So what's the marching order again? I'm out front. All right. Kaya's last. I'll and be dead in the middle. All right. I'll be... And you'll be dead. In the, in middle. the middle. So it'll be back by Kaya then, so at the tail end. All right. So I'll be directly behind our ally. Yeah. And March order established. Help me with dun, me. Dun, dun. And help me with rope. The rope kind of like rides itself around people's hands so they don't actually have to hold on to it, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it bobs with them. That's smart. Mm-hmm. Smart buddy system on a rope. Um, <laughs> Then Don't drop it. Like a little kid in a museum. Ally's <laughs> holding a sign. <laughs> I'm the Red Badgers. All the Red Badgers follow me. <laughs> I'm the chaperone in the back. <laughs> um, I lost the green geckos. Can I go with you guys? <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll stick with the uh, original stealth check that you guys made. Um as you continue to move slowly through. Um, and Al, I make a perception check. Um, 13. 13. Um, other than the sound of the rain hitting the forest floor, um, nothing really comes out. Nothing is heard or seen. Um, and as you sort of know in the back of your head that dark is taking over and it just sort of, there's like this very gripping feeling around you as you head deeper into this forest. Uh, another hour or two later, um, at this point now you guys would be, it would be the point where you'd want to make camp normally. You're starting to probably feel pretty tired. You're waterlogged and soaked, um, and you've been basically off-trail hiking for the better part of eight hours. What are you all doing? If we stop for the night, I can set up my spell around a perimeter. I'll know if anything comes. At this point, I don't think I'd want to get into town exhausted. This forest doesn't give me confidence that nothing bad's happening. I mean, I don't know if the, how safe the town is, but I know the forest isn't safe. I don't want to... I don't know if the forest will just take us in the night. I don't know if like it'd be a inside check on like just how oppressive the forest really feels to everyone else in it or like to me 
Um, I mean, I would say this is not a nice place. This is not a happy place. It is a dark, eerily silent, foreboding presence of massive trees dotted with cobwebs. Um, I don't want to be here. Yeah, I mean, you make it, make a um, if you want to try to like tough it out, I guess, or like block it out, make a um, make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. That's a nine. Nine. You're really trying to kind of like you're you're leaning on that sort of internal focus that you have, uh, Lex, but. Deep down, you're like, man, something is not right about this place. Um, as a chill kind of like goes up your spine. Really caution toward just moving through here and getting out as quick as we can. That was kind of my feeling as well. <clears throat> I can press on through the night. That's fine. Yeah, let's just keep going. Please. And I will lead us on. Alright. Um, make another stealth check, everyone. Are you, are, or are you moving at a normal pace now? Trying to like pick it up? Or are you continuing to move slowly? I mean, I'm they can't see, slowly. so... I think we're yeah, okay. slowly. Okay. Make I'm moving as fast as the rope moves. So if Ally sprints, <laughs> I'm kind of not touching the ground. <laughs> what do we all get? 17 this time. 14. 13. Pulling awful on these. Uh, that's a 6 for the human. Humans. Eric? Oh. 15. And rolled 12 a, for Helmy. Rolled a 3 and then a 4. <laughs> Moving up in the world. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So yeah, you all continue to... Times like this. You continue to press on another several hours into the night. Uh, your body's sort of beginning to ache a little bit from... Again, sort of the oppressive nature of everything around you and the fact that you're completely waterlogged and have been walking all day. Um, and is it, you take a point of exhaustion now or at the... It would be after the eight hours, I think. So it's if you skip it. So it would be... If you like, skip it. Yeah. So like if you guys went till tomorrow, like tomorrow morning, what yeah. would normally be your sleep? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um... All right. And let's see, I would say everyone, um, I guess, what are you guys doing as you're walking? Are you like those of you that can't necessarily see that well? Are you looking out for danger, or just trying to hold on to the rope? Those of you that can see, are you trying to continue to follow the trail or looking out for danger or listening for danger? Um, to for Unush because she can't see, she always be listening for danger and like trying to like not lose the rope. Okay, you won't. It won't lose you. <laughs> I mean, she knows that, but again, she's paranoid. It's dark. 
Scary. Alright. Uh, I... Uh, Helmy is... is listening for danger um, as I'm watching the trail. So, like, my ears are open for whatever, but I'm trying to make sure that we don't walk off of the something? road. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Um, so, Kyle, real quick, make a perception check with, uh, with disadvantage, because it is dark and so you're only still seeing a dim light come on high perception okay well i rolled a two and a one <laughs> okay so uh so ally that's, that's i assume okay. you're you're keeping an eye out on the trail as well ahead all right so make a perception check with disadvantage or do you have you don't have superior dark but no 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 just normal okay uh perception Yep, it's a 12. 12. All right. Um, Ally, you're sort of making your way as best you can, sort of keeping pace between the large trees, knowing that the group has to catch up behind you. Um, Kyla, as you're kind of trying to anticipate Ally's movements up ahead and and keep pace, keep slow, but, like, it's, it's so dark in here. Um, and... Just kind of the again that oppressive feeling about it all, um, and then Una and Era and Helmy make perception checks. Just um, well, it's also ra- is it raining hard? It's raining pretty hard, so yeah, perception checks with disadvantage as well. I was say, um, I'm just trying not to fall asleep while I'm walking. Yeah, because okay. Helmy's is regular, right? Yep. Yep. So, 15 for him. 11 for Una. Nat, 1 for a 3. All right. This is going terrific. So good. At least we only have to go through this forest once, potentially. Unless we get mugged and we lose the pendant. Oh, God. Ally, you turn around a tree and... You kind of, as you were approaching, you could just see up ahead which tree to move around. And as you do, you come around the corner of, again, this massive-sized tree, and you run into another tree that you were like, that was was not there before. Just this, like, you kind of came around the edge, and then you're like, I don't, like, when you were approaching, there wasn't a tree there. You just kind of run into it almost, and everyone kind of like the whole wagon train sort of stops for a moment. Up. Yep. <laughs> so then you do run into it because we all run into you, and we push you into the tree. Yeah, you all kind of just like oh, like in the dark. Um, Kyle, the rest of the group sort of comes up on you very suddenly. Uh, <laughs> I think the trees might be moving, but I, I thought worth it to risk not some to do light. that. I did ask them not to move. You did. I, maybe word hasn't gotten this far. Um, yeah, maybe light. I, I, the trees are moving. I'd hate to see what moves among the trees. But light is I up. agree, even though I hate to do it. And I'll cast Dancing Lights. Looking around... 
it looks like there are just trees and a canopy above. You think if uh, we tied ourselves to one of the trees and went to sleep, we'd wake up at the town? What? <laughs> you usually want to sleep? I don't want to sleep here. Please stop trying to make me sleep here. I'm, I'm really tired. I, I could go for a nap. Aaron, if I have to carry you, I will. Well, I guess put him out. Sword. Put, it, put him out, Kai, and we'll press on. Do you want me to leave? Like, I can make it really dim. I can just leave one out. No, just put it out. It's dim or not, it's... Just put it out. Okay. It's either a spooky you can imagine or a spooky you can see. Wait for like the lights to go out and it's just like the Scooby-Doo eye situation just like surrounding us. Just As the lights go out um, and your eyes, those of you that can see in the dark, sort of readjust. There are a bunch of trees that were there before that aren't anymore. Oh, no. No, the trees no, are definitely no. moving. No, I do not like that. So, we didn't see any trees move with the lights on, but then as soon as we turned them off, they moved. The trees that like there, there's clearly like the one that you guys like ran into isn't there anymore. Looks like a few other ones that were sort of lit up before aren't there either. Oh, Maybe. fiddlesticks. Maybe we should. Leave the lights on. If it keeps them from moving, maybe we should leave a light on. There was something moving, and it was something, the thing moving the trees before? Maybe we just heard trees moving before. Or maybe, Una, you should, you know, ask the trees not to scare us and not to move some more. I mean, they they can understand me. I I can, I can just hi tree. Please don't move. <laughs> what if you ask the trees to like help us get to Windhaven faster? I don't this know seems... if they're feeling friendly or not. Exactly. I, I, tried... I tried to tell them. They haven't tried guess... fighting us yet. I guess if we're gonna go with light, we might as well get some light. All right. I can turn my sword on too if we need it. I kind of want it, but like, <laughs> I also don't want to blind Eric directly behind me. <laughs> blind either way. They're okay. glowy sword. orbs. They can be like off on the sides. Uh, I'll have them blue as well. All right. Blue lights aren't. We're not going to be able to sleep now. So, guided by Kaya's blue lights, you continue on through the darkness for another several hours. Everyone make a perception check. You say several hours. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you guys are going eight hours through the night, right? I mean... We're not going to get there until midday tomorrow. Yeah, you're taking taking your time, too. (laughs) So is perception? Yeah. Okay. Just tell me always do better than me. All right, because he gets advantage. All right, so what did everyone roll? 
14. 16 for me and 22 for Helmy. Four. We're going to have the right. 17. 12. Four. I can't get less than seven. <laughs> As you all are walking, um, Eret, you all of a sudden get thrown to one side as the rope kind of lurches in your hand and you being tied around it sort of pull with it and everyone you sort of get pulled like this as ally and kai you see just out of seemingly out of nowhere almost um like a blink and it was there there's now this tree in between where your rope is sort of like wrapped around um Seemingly out of nowhere. Okay, I don't know how it's doing that, but I really don't like it. Please, please. Aaron, are you all right? Not moving. Uh, is is my arm still attached? I don't want to look. <laughs> I'm too scared to look. Like <laughs> it seems. Aaron, you ain't got no arm. <laughs> <laughs> what would be worse? He's missing an arm, or he suddenly has an extra one. <laughs> I'd rather have an extra one. Getting cut off either way. <laughs> All three well, are on the same side. Well, I don't think it's any sense in sneaking at this point. I say we just go. Whatever yeah. it is knows we're here. At least the That's trees true. do. Last time, should we still keep the rope out? Mm, probably. At least for... Yes. Just be ready to uh, untie it. Well, I mean... The way I see it is, if we didn't have the rope, one of us could just disappear off like that. Yeah, you would have been gone. No one would have known. Well, let's untie the rope and just hold on to each other until we get it figured out. Well, no, I think we leave the rope tied. And I thought that the rope was tied around the tree. No, nope, now it's not. No, it sort okay. of just lo- it kind of no, just it just like in a V shape around it. Intercepted. It just rammed it. Yeah. Like, like the tree was running through the forest and clotheslined itself. <laughs> red Rover tear it out of the way. Yeah, Red Rover tear it. <laughs> Playing Red Rover with the Haunted Forest was not on my D&D bingo for this evening. <laughs> so we move quickly now. All right. Foregoing stealth to get the fuck out of here. All right. So this point, you all kind of just look at each other and then ally you... And at this point, it's like you guys are doing a very brisk jog through the forest, um, guided by Kaya's dancing lights. Um, as you run, you can you see as you're running between the trees, and the light casting creates this really strange, almost like strobe effect with the shadows in the trees. Um, where the light casts off into the distance of the forest, being unbroken by any underbrush between uh, the large trunks of the trees. But he he casts these very long shadows, but then bright bits of light where the the glow kind of snakes through as you all just continue running through the forest. Um, Daylight begins to potentially maybe let's see what happens here 
There better not be a tornado in that weather, because we're just going one direction on it right now. The heavy rain continues to pour down um, as now a slight glimmer of very light, like a, a very dim gray light begins to sort of peek through parts of the canopy and above the road where the bramble has grown over it. Um, everyone make a perception check with disadvantage, please. Got, a, got some Blair Witch stuff going on. That's going to be a 14. The two die rolls together added to 20. Uh, but I got a 4 again. Not even close to being in the box. Well, that's not bad. That's not uh, bad. 7 for me. 12 for me. Fifth, 15 for me. 15. Oh, and Helmy. Yeah, eh. And 7 for Helmy. He's doing bad this All right. So as you guys are running along between kind of staying under the canopy of the trees and, and moving along the edges of the now abandoned and overgrown road. Um, Kaya, out of the corner of your eye, almost as you guys race past it, on the road, you see a large piece of wood. And you're kind of, you guys are running past it though. But it, it definitely breaks up the sort of the whole nature facade. There's clearly a, a, a piece of wood. Um, like something placed there? As yes. opposed to a tree. Yep, yep, yep. Hold on, just a second. You guys. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> After what, the why are we stopping? hold on. You guys stop. It's very. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, guys, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> she just and stops, I... and the rest of us are like, yeah, back by the rope. I would never. I would. I might, but I would never. I'll look at the the wood. Um, so you walk over to where the wood is? Mm-hmm. Um, stuck by a thick, um, like a, uh, a, a cut-up sapling stuck into the ground is a piece of wood fastened with some twine and scrawled across it in crudely painted, uh, common with white paint. It says, turn back. Oh, that's promising. I wish we hadn't stopped. Oh, that makes more than five of us. going the right way. Let's go. Well, maybe, maybe it was facing the other way at one point, but the trees turned it around. So we're going the right direction. That's the most optimistic thing I think you've ever said, Eric. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> you know what? I think I'll take it. Maybe it's the I, lack of sleep talking, but I think I'll take it. I don't want to be in this wood. I'll push well, us on. <laughs> let's go. All right. You all take a point of exhaustion as running through the night, soaked, dirty, tired, confused. You continue on through the dust thicket. Does Kaya not take one? I have to use it to untake it. Oh, okay. But I think I will. Okay. Um, as we're running and I'm feeling tired, I'll touch the necklace and whisper, thank you, bless. And I will use that ability. And you feel just a... For a moment, 
as you're racing through. You're not sure if it was the rain hitting your shoulder, but you felt just sort of a a gentle but sturdy hand on your shoulder for but a, but a moment. Hardworking hand. And you press on through. About an hour or so later, you approach what seems like the outskirts of a city. There is, you can see up ahead, a break in the tree line where the road appears to lead to a broken wooden archway. Um, and the archway is over a small footbridge that leads over what right now is a very small river and then leads to a wooden walled town which based on your best guess be that of Windhaven and from here you can see that I would say everyone make a make a perception check um it's heavily raining so with disadvantage um even for you kyle and then everyone's got a point of exhaustion anyway oh so yeah uh, disadvantage. una has a five 24 Thirteen. rolled a 20 Damn. and an 18. <laughs> nice. nice the first one was a 24 but it's a 14 now uh 19 and tell me is 12. All right. Um, Kaya and um, Ally, you can see that the bridge up ahead that goes over the river, um, and you guys are kind of right in the tree line now. Um, and you can see that this clearing was... Pro- I'm going to restart my video. I feel like I'm really choppy. So one second. What's another charity link chat? Yeah. Um, you can see that the footbridge looks solid. There's sort of a, a um, wooden archway over it that extends the length of the bridge. Um, and while a lot of it appears crumbling, um, you can see that it looks like there are two wooden sort of gargoyles carved on top of the bridge. One appears like super weathered and crumbling. Another has like a broken wing. And you can tell even from this distance that the city itself, um, even from the outskirts, looks bleak. Even in given the the dark and kind of rainy weather, um, it would look like even on the sunniest of days, this color would this uh, city would be void of any sort of color or veneer. The wall is about seven feet high around the outside edge of the town. Um, and there's, it sort of matches the feeling of the forest that you just traversed to. Well, I can see why you didn't want to come here, Kaya. This isn't the city that I was told about. Well, do we need this rope anymore, you think? I like it. No. Well, it's 
daylight, we can see each other now. As long as we keep an eye on each other, it should be fine. We won't get, you know, tree butted away. Body slammed by a tree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose we head in. There's nothing out here for us. I'll start crossing the bridge. Alright. As I coil up the rope. You all break the tree line and as you do about a hundred feet behind you you hear the sound of something large moving southwest away from you. There was similar noise to the one that you had heard previously the night before. It looks like we Mm -hmm. made it out just in time. I don't think we were wanted in that forest. I don't think Not sure just why wanted in that forest. So, I'll just... shall we find this temple to Gringaris? Just kind of look back at the forest and like, thanks for letting us out. Well, I guess I could tell them. Yeah, thank you for letting us out. I'm not moving too much. A giant tree's thumbs up. <laughs> Gives you a nod. Free willow. So do you all approach the town? Yep. Okay. I think our uh, friend was right. The old woman had something. Something's going on here. After last night, I can see about the old lady meant about the light dying here, what the note says about the light dying here. It's very dark. Well, let's find the temple and see, I guess, see what we see. Should we... And I hate saying this, uh, but should we look for an inn or something, or a person, maybe? I think we should maybe find a way to recoup a little bit after getting through dust thicket. I don't necessarily know if it needs to be in an inn, but... Does this town feel just as spooky, or is it just void of color, like you said? I mean, you guys aren't in the city yet. You're on the outskirts. Um, You can't imagine it's like a... You know, there's a jubilant festival going on that you just happen to be missing. Have we seen any people or anything? Yeah, or like hearth From fires. the outside, no. Okay. Well, let's head in, I guess. Yeah, if there are people about and they're not shadow monsters or whatever they might be, then Sorry, yeah, maybe fires. we can find a uh, place to stay. Oh, shadow monsters sound fun. No. We have a different definition of fun, I think. Are there any... Um, uh, Shelters or buildings on the outsides of the walls, or is everything contained? So the, um, I would say you guys are probably up slightly from the city. Um, you don't have this online, but this is kind of 
you guys would probably be able to see somewhat of this. Um, so you guys kind of like crossed over here um, and you can see into the city. Um, to the west of you, looks like a what at one time was probably a wooden tower of some sort um, has been burned a long time ago it looks like sort of just a pile of burned up timber some of it still sort of sticking out of the ground um, and as you approach some of the outbuildings on the outside of the city short city walls um, the buildings appear Stale is almost how it would feel. Like, if it weren't raining, everything would be covered in dust. Um, you've all been through or have lived in um, the um, Oh, it's in Hornrock. What's the name of that place? Bad place. Vacancy? The Vacancy. Um, it's abandoned like the Vacancy, but not as downtrodden, almost more abandoned um, and muted as you walk into the city proper past the walls um, which is when you first get a very strong fish smell sort of emanating from the town um and you walk in and again there there are buildings and the smell and then you sort of you you see people um you walk by a small family who's standing on um a porch of one of the houses who kind of stare with like wide eyes at you before kind of like quickly diverting their attention and running inside um, as you sort of walk through the first part of this small village which if not for its muted and lifeless and abandoned sort of looking state would actually be rather quaint and well to do the houses look finely built the road looks like at one time it was probably a neatly grooved set of cobblestones but there's just not much life in the city and you see people but they kind of look at you and then quickly turn their gaze and duck inside or move to another part of town don't look like they've get many visitors what uh be finding an inn or I mean that was a suggestion um I don't know if they would even let us sleep here we could try but 
seems as unwelcoming as a forest. We might be better suited to going back out the gate, camping on the other side of the walls. Not in the forest. It's not in the city. I don't know. If I haven't had much travelers, maybe the inn would be, you know, overjoyed at our presence. I don't think there will be an inn, Eret. I don't see them being particularly overjoyed right now either, but as far as I can guess... Everyone make, it, another... make, an, make an insight check, everyone. Sorry. Sorry, Zach. <laughs> disadvantage, don't forget. Yeah. You have disadvantage, except for Kaya. Oh, no. <laughs> I refresh, roll 20. 15. 11. 8. 13. 19. All right. Eret clearly not getting people. Um, these folks don't seem, they seem scared. Not, they're unwelcoming, unwelcoming sort of demeanor is not from animosity. They clearly seem afraid, almost kind of like mice scattering when they see um, sure, that something bigger moving towards them. Things probably I, that come out of the forest generally aren't friendly from the looks of it. Well, and my guess is that they already know that we're here. It doesn't matter if we try and sleep here. We're outside the city. If someone wants to come after us, we already have a target on our backs. Well, yeah, I think we should does anyone look. see an inn anywhere? So as you all head into the city, sort of through some of the houses, um, you it opens up into a fairly large square where in the center of it would have stood at one time some sort of statue, it looks like, which is now this shattered piece pile of rubble looming over the... Um, the... T- the uh, square is a very tall wooden building that is fallen into not as probably it looks in un- unused much like the rest of the town um kaya you would know that it's a um that there a, a large smokehouse used to sort of look over the main courtyard um and across the courtyard is a fairly decent sized lake in the middle of this town but as you sort of broach the protection of the buildings and the main roadway that leads into the center of town, you are overcome with this intense smell of fish. As you see, probably a few dozen of these villagers, all with similar sort of hurried and muted demeanors about them, are piling fish in a pile in the center of the square. That doesn't seem right. And and they almost like take note of you and again have that like look of fear in their eyes, but they just kind of conti- hurriedly, um, you can see them, um, there are people coming in from the north side of town with buckets of fish and um, people pulling them um, 
coming up from the lake, which seems like it is extremely low um, as far as its water level. And there's this kind of dankness from the, you know, exposed um, lake floor that sort of permeates along with the fish. And there's these handful of people who look sort of gaunt. Not lifeless, but again, something... There's just something about them that seems very off. And they're hurriedly... And this pile of fish is probably, at this point, 10 feet tall. I would like to walk over to the fishmongers. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll step over to them and try to make uh, contact with the nearest one. Like a... Um, like 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 a line of ants walking around something they sort of like they like see you and they just kind of keep moving and going uh, ex- about their business no one stops to greet you excuse me was any of this fish for sale yeah no no you shouldn't you shouldn't be here and the guy just kind of walks off everyone seems to kind of like be avoiding you Lex, I think they have to feed whatever's in the woods. That's At what this I was point, thinking. I know. I just kind of wanted more information on what it was. From somewhere north of town, you hear in the distance an approaching bell. Almost like um, a crude cowbell almost kind of noise. Several of them sort of clanging along, getting louder and louder, and the people kind of start to, like, (laughs) and they go and they start um, hurrying, like, and and piling the fish higher and higher as the clanging noise gets louder and louder. I don't think we should be out in the open here. No, I think think we should hide. Where do you guys go? What do you do? That smokehouse looks abandoned. Let's go there. All right, I'll turn away and follow the group. Once we get to the hiding spot, I make sure that I can still see the pile of right. fish from wherever we're hiding. All right, so it looks like the um, the smokehouse is probably about three stories tall. Um, it's a kind of long, narrow, rectangular building. Um, and again everything when you kind of go in you almost expect it to be like collapsing or something but it's just stale gray muted covered everything's kind of covered in dust um and there's plenty of windows that you can see out of they all sort of have these um lattice kind of style windows that you could look through so you guys take on the first floor, second floor, third floor? Right, third floor. Stairs, we can see better. Works for me. So you guys head up to the third floor? All right. Do we really want the third floor? If it's there's something a long bigger, ways down. The bells are getting yeah. louder and louder as they seem to be approaching the center of town. And you can see the people kind of like starting to gather up in the middle of town. So uh, bets on what this is? Uh <laughs> As we're moving, does it look like anything in this building has been disturbed, or like it, nothing has been in here? Um, no, it doesn't. I mean, well, make a 
Make a make a perception check. Or investigation check. Oh, that's even better. Uh, 19 on the die. So, 26. 26. Um, you can see some places, as you get up to the third floor, um, you can see some... It looks like... Almost like something was sort of... Like feet... And, and it's hard to discern what they are, but something has kind of like shuffled along this floor. Not in some time, though. Back downstairs. At least one level. Yeah, second floor. It's easier. What's wrong with the first floor? I like the first floor. Either way. We're making a compromise. Alright. You guys go to the second floor <laughs> and peek out of the windows um, looking out into the town as the sound of the bells grows louder and louder. So the think people are gathering bear. in the... Yes. Now, at this point, it's coming out of their houses together. At at at, the, at this point, now the people that were gathering fish have stopped, and it seems that other people from inside of the town have sort of gathered together. Um, and looking at it, I mean this this town could probably, you know, maybe four five hundred people. Not huge. Um. But it looks like there's about a hundred people. Um, everyone, make a perception check. Ray exhaustion. Ooh. Eighteen. Ten. Eleven. Nineteen. Seven. Um, Lex and Kaya looking over the crowd, mostly humans. I mean, all humans. Um, you notice there's not any children. The oldest people seem to be, you know, very late teens, you know, going on their 20s. And everyone seems very, again, beleaguered, gaunt in the face, sort of looking weak as the bells clanging approach closer into the center of town. Where are the children, I wonder? Maybe it's a giant shark that runs, walks on his two fins and then eats all the fish. And you see coming from the what would that be? Northeast entrance. There's really only two entrances. The one that you came in at the direct south and then a northeast entrance that looks like it heads further into the forest. Um, coming into the center of the city you see four large, or three, I'm sorry, large lizard and dragon-esque creatures pulling a wooden sled flanked by two small creatures who, as they run, you hear a clink, 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 as the, they seem to have some sort of metal on their boots, red caps draped from their heads. And in the wagon being pulled with large cow cowbell-like noisemakers hanging from the back of the sled is a creature or a human or something. It has dark purplish skin 
black, long matted hair that sort of flows off of its head behind it as the wagon gets pulled. And you can see beneath her scowling face is a sharp toothed, cracked yellow smile. And the wagon stops in front of the crowd and the pile of fish as the short red-capped creatures approach the crowd and sort of push them back, the folks backing away in seemingly utter terror. And the creature in the wagon steps out, and you can see her hunched back and her long, sinewy arms sort of held up by her chest as she doesn't walk it's almost like a prowl as she slowly approaches the crowd and says which you all can hear as you're fairly close and just across the way she says well 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 it seems you've all done so well for me again and she kind of reaches up and just sort of pulls these green yellow scraggly nails just gently down the face of this woman as a single tear rolls down her cheek and she says so let my children eat and she walks over to the wagon and unhitches it and these these three massive um, reptilian looking creatures just pile onto the the fish and begin to just devour it down. And you can see some of the people almost kind of like hanging their heads and some people like licking their lips, looking at these creatures almost with envy. And she, she says, now, 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 you'll get what's left over. Don't you worry. Madam Mudblood, oh, Mud-Eye always takes care of her kind denizens. And she kind of looks. So, anything new? Hmm? Have you all been being good to each other? And she sort of almost kind of walks the crowd and walks past a woman a woman that you know saw you all walk into the town and Madame Budblood kind of stops she says and she kind of holds up a finger and wags it in the air and says and then almost as quick like quickly like almost pounces back down the line and moves up to the woman and says there's something you're not telling me. And the woman's eyes just kind of like go wide. And you see this kind of medallion almost emerge from her um, her cloak. She kind of holds it up and says, Madam Mudai knows what you're thinking. And then she says, she kind of looks around and then goes 
and begins to kind of sniff the air. Everyone make a stealth check. <laughs> Thank God. What'd y'all roll? 15. 12. 25. <laughs> 10. Eric? Six, 16. 16. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I trust you'll all keep an eye out for me, won't you? And as she says that, she just jabs her hand into the eye of the woman who screams out in pain as Madam Mud-Eye just, <laughs> just kind of brings her down to the ground. Um, screaming with just this hideous delight as the crowd recoils in terror. The whole time, the small creatures wielding these large sickles, kind of keeping the crowd back as the lizards continue to chomp down. And as the pool of blood from the woman kind of reaches the fish, this creature looks about and says, Well, it seemed my baby's dinner has been spoiled. She kind of hisses at him and the lizards kind of back off. And at this point, it's just like this pile of almost mutilated fish, um, like a pulp kind of now mixing with the blood of this woman and the slobber of these creatures. The rain kind of dripping down from the sky above. She says, everyone keep an eye out. You know, Madam Mud-Eye is always watching you. And she climbs into her wagon, her cart, after rehitching the lizard creatures to her, to their harnesses. And yeah, they whirl around and back out northeast with the small creatures following shortly afterwards. And the crowd sort of, and then the crowd just sort of approaches, slowly start to kneel down and pick through the mutilated pile of fish. Well, I'm ready to go kill her, so let's move it. (laughs) That's what happens when I actually take notes. (laughs) You know, I think we need to go after her. This doesn't seem like a sustainable way to live, and she even harmed them, even though they did work yeah. for the, her. Well, so are we going? I, for one, think we should rest for a bit. I am not feeling up to fighting her or her children or the things that brought them in or the weird red-headed people with the weird shoes. Can we at least find out where she's going so we can try and get the jump on her there? I can, I can send Helmy. We shouldn't move right now. Those people are afraid. They'd probably turn us in in a moment if we come out of this building. Yeah, I suppose. We'll just go to sleep here then. I'm taking the third floor. 
All to yourself? That seems a bit excessive. I mean, anyone can go with me, but I'm going up there. You can all rest. I can I can stay awake. I'm not tired. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to go crawl up on the third floor, too. All right. Kaya, make a perception check for me. Ooh, uh, 23. Are you up on, is everyone up on the third floor now? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. I'm not leaving the party. Okay. Kaya, you hear something thud on the roof and the sounds of footsteps. Walking across it quietly as possible, I'll whisper to everybody else. Maybe we should go back downstairs. Just point upwards at the roof. Is each one of these floors like just a wide open floor, or like the rooms, or anything on any of? No, floors? it's it's pretty open. It looks like that there were um, at one time. Uh, at, at the first level, there were large kind of um, fire pits that then had these almost like there's like wooden shafts almost throughout the entire place that at the various levels fish could be hung on and the smoke would rise up. Um, and so it's but other than that, it's pretty it's pretty open. Do the shafts provide enough like cover to hide behind? Certainly. Various- yeah. You, I mean, depending on where it kind of. Whatever, where, wherever it comes in, it seems like it's kind of walking towards the back of the building, away from the um, town town square. And there are windows on um, pretty much every side of the building. Why don't we and wait and see what it is? Footsteps, doom, 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 kind of continue to step. It becomes it's almost in. like gingerly, but trying to be gentle but making a bit of a ruckus as it walks. I don't know if I, I want anything to know that we're here. Should we go to I drop my sword then? anyways. Should we what, At that moment, one of the windows in the back kind of just <coughs> seems was open and is pushed. And you can see out the back. And a figure dark figure drops down into the windowsill. It's about probably 60 feet away from you all. Um, it's pretty dark in here, and so it's just kind of this silhouette. And it hops off the window and starts doom, 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 walking towards you all. What do you do? What does it look like? Make a perception check. Uh, I'm going to scamper silently to the middle, trying to get cover from between me and this person. Same object. 23. All right. I guess I'll take cover behind whatever corner or doorway I can and just kind of be ready with my sword. All right. Everyone who's hiding, make a stealth check. So are they in a position where they can like ease like see us when they popped open the window? Um, 
I, w- I would imagine you guys probably tried to duck out of the way a little bit. Um, when it opened, I mean, whether or not it saw you, you're not sure. You guys are kind of on opposite sides of the building. Uh, 18 on the stealth check, 23 on the perception to see what it looks like. Okay. Whatever it is, it looks like it has wings. Only five for me on stealth. Seven for me. Setting through, and in a low, gruff voice, you hear, Oh, is anyone here? Hello? Hello? Oh, and sort of now coming into view, um, you can see a gargoyle approaching you. A wooden gargoyle with a broken wing. It looks, um, as it sort of steps into the light more near you, um, you can see it's like splintered and faded, like wooden creature um, with a broken wing and a a crooked and weathered smile um, almost carved into its face. At one point, the fine carving that was originally this thing has been worn away by the elements and, and time. And just says, it's not safe for any of you to be here. As, are, are any of you coming out? Al, I assume you're kind of popping just out. Like, I didn't really even hide, I guess. Okay, <laughs> okay. Kind of... yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and... Guna will pop out too. Huh. I will like... as well. And he seems almost fixated when Kaya pops out of the room or pops out of hiding. And sort of almost like a curious bird sort of looks you over and starts to kind of shuffle towards you with a three-clawed hand kind of like reaching out towards your face. Does it look like the gargoyles out front? The one with the broken wing? Yep. Sort of reaches out and touches your face says what is your name child Kaya Kaya Thorne with that he sort of his hand kind of pulls back you have her eyes Kaya, is your is your mother Sana? Yes. He just shakes his head. And says, "You should not be here. Looks like none of you should be here." That's where we'll take a break. We will be right back, everyone. Welcome back to Duck Duck Dice. The blessed have found themselves in the city stricken by forlorn and terror, Windhaven, where they have just ventured to and witnessed the horrible creature that seems to be Maybe enslaving 
terrorizing the hundred or so people that still exist in this strange, somewhat abandoned city. Taking shelter in the smokehouse, they sought rest. They were greeted by a large wooden gargoyle who approached Kaya and spoke of her mother. He sort of just says, Whatever are you doing here, child? We were sent to help. Whatever's happening here. We were... We were sent to help it. Or stop it from happening. Sent by whom? There's an elderly lady at the temple of Gringaris. Um... It's a really long story, but whatever's here sent a message to something that was happening in Hornrock, and we sort of intercepted it when we stopped that evil from happening. Anyway, it led us here. Where is your mother, Kaya? What happened to your mother? What about your father? Kaya's eyes just fill up with tears and just start pouring down her cheeks. She just shakes her head. And this creature, as you start crying, instinctively reaches out and embraces you. As you can feel these wooden limbs sort of hugging you tightly, some splinters poking into your sides. As he says, You're supposed to protect this city. What happened here? Well, tell you that story. I would first need to speak of your father. Gaia, my name is, well, your mother named me Ivan. I guess you could call her my friend. When I awoke in this city, I don't exactly know, but I've tried to watch over it. And I watched your mother grow as well. She was always up late, reading books. Sometimes she would sneak up here into the smokehouse on this very floor, hiding away from her responsibilities, poke her nose in a book. And it was here that she read me many of stories. We developed a bond that lasted until she left. And the reason she left, Kaya, because of your father. You see, 
Your father was not from here. And when he did appear in town years ago, it was almost as if he appeared from another place, not of this world. He had a an air of the wild about him. Something chaotic and unpredictable, but old and ancient about it all. Your mother found it intoxicating. And the two were inseparable for the few weeks he was in the village. But father was strange. He wielded some odd magic that concerned your grandfather and many in the village. And well, your grandfather wanted nothing, wanted your mother to have nothing to do with him. And after some heavy amount of rage and insistence, from your grandfather that Sana not see your father. Well, suspicion in the town rose and they were driven out hand in hand. Your father was, your mother was given a choice. Leave with him or not come back. She spoke to me before she left. And, well, she asked me to marry her and your father deep in the woods before they left. Which I did, and, well, she told me she was pregnant with you. And... Right about the time your parents left, something had followed your father from wherever he had traveled. An evil creature who seemed to come from a darker corner of wherever your father hailed. It was Madame Mudhigh seemed she had been looking for your father and appeared shortly in town shortly after it left she demanded to know where your father had gone off to and to your grandfather's credit he did not say a word fearing for your mother's life. I... Madame Mud, I killed your grandfather that day. And has been controlling and terrorizing the town ever since. There are things she has at her command 
And every three days, she comes back, allowing her creatures to feast upon the hard work of these villagers that she's terrorized for years on end. Some people left, but when no help came, people assumed the worst. And now, Madam Malai holds sway over the dust thicket and the people of Windhaven. Like I said, you shouldn't have come back here, child. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. I, I've always wanted to come here, but I never would have come back. It seems forces bigger than individual wants have led us here. Well, that must be your mother in you then. Like she chose to leave with your father, knowing what she would leave behind. She knew she had to for what was in her heart. You came here, though you didn't want to. Sounds like that's what her heart told you was the right thing to do. Is it safe to rest here, Ivan? My friends are very tired. I will keep an eye out for you all. But I must warn you. Although Madam Mudai may not be standing in that square. She can still walk among us. And you, Kaya, well, whatever dank hole in the universe she climbed out of after your father, I'm sure she would take you his stead. It's very dangerous for you all here. But rest, and I will keep watch. Can I sit with you for a while? Certainly. So the rest of you all passing out? Pretty much. All right. Yeah, I'll take my rest. Are we doing a long one? Yeah, don't take it yet. Okay. But, um, so, Ivan says, Where is your mother, Kaya? 
what happened to her. I feared the worst. You've had so much trouble. I don't want to bring you bad news. Trust me. Not knowing has made it all the more worse. I'm not sure if she's still alive, but she was when I left her. She's not with my father, though. They got separated somehow before I was born. Where? Go ahead. I didn't know they left together. I was told they left separately. Well, your father would have not let anything happen to your mother. And if he knew that Madame Mudai had come back, or had come to Windhaven. Part of me believes that maybe he had tried to do something about it. Him separating from your mother, well, I just couldn't see it. But in order to protect her, perhaps... Where is your mother, Kaya? I look over at everybody else to see if they're asleep. Is everyone asleep? Or are people pretending to sleep? <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Very asleep. Alright. So everyone's asleep. It's Tati. Ivan. Your mother's in Tati. No, I'm Tati. I'm not Kaya. I haven't said that in a really long time, but I thought you might like to know what she named me. She mentioned that name. What does it mean? It's it's short for Tatiel. It's something my father came up with. Some kind of elven name, I suppose. Well, Tati. It is... frankly unfathomable to me that I should sit here with my good friend's daughter. And while you being here is dangerous and me sitting idly here for all eternity waiting for something would be better than something happening to you 
But perhaps there is a reason you are here. Perhaps you have come back to your ancestral home to liberate it. We're going to help these people, Ivan. People have tried before. There was a... Somebody your grandfather trusted. Deeply. And after your mother left, it was... Well, thought that... Stannis... A strong advisor to your grandfather would take over. Several years ago, Stannis led about a dozen other townsfolk out into the northern woods in search of Madame Mud-Eye, seeking to put her reign of terror to an end, but they never returned. And after that was truly when the spirit of these people was broken. But perhaps it's not too late to repair it. What is it exactly that you all seek here? What are you looking for? Well, to start with, do you know where the Temple of Gringaris used to be? Yes. It is in the woods north of town. It was an old temple. I remember it burning, but I don't remember when. But it was that way when your mother was here. It's been that way for some time. But something, something lurks in the forest. Something that has grown. Something that was brought here by Mudai herself. Seems to be what keeps people in. Tried very hard to keep us out. I think it allowed you in. I think Madame Mud-Eye gets the first take at the prize in this forest. The temple's not far from here. No more than a few hours' journey. But it will put you directly between wherever Madame Mud-Eye is, this town, whatever lurks out there in those forests. I understand. Truly, though, I don't think we have much choice. I think you have made your choice. 
I think you chose bravery. You could have not come. You could have not come. You could have done anything out in that wide world. You chose to come to a place that was unknown to you. Perhaps a place that had been built up in your mind to something other than this. And I think, like your mother, you know exactly what the right thing to do is. I think you're right. Don't let the gloom of this place overtake you, Tati. Lean on your companions. But always believe in the choices that you make as well. As your mother did. For if she had not followed her intuition and left this town with your father, I have no doubt that she and you would not be alive today. I think I need to rest. You give me a lot to think about. My companions, they don't know. My lips are sealed. And he kind of does this half weird, kind of half eroded smile. And despite the fact that he has hollowed out wooden sockets where eyes would be, you can sense a kindness and a warmth despite his weathered and bristly appearance. I'm glad I met you, Ivan. Sleep, Kaya. I'll watch over you. And, and I will lay down and go to bed. All right. And I think that is where we will pick it up next time. Thank you to everyone for watching and joining us for yet another episode of Duck, Duck, Dice. Um, we hope you stay healthy, stay safe, stay relatively happy. You're welcome to join us at the table at any time. Um, and again, um, here at Duck, Duck, Dice, we just want to send a message of love and support to everyone out there doing the good work to organize for racial justice and against police brutality. Um, we would encourage folks who want to check out or support some great community organizers who are doing good work in mid-Michigan, where we all live, uh, to check out liberationpac.org slash blmlansing. Um, check out the work they do. Donate if you're able. And um, as always, love and support each other. So, like we always say, We'll see you at the table next time, and in the game of life and all others, roll on.